I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Series 2 of 17 Questions. Each week we'll be asking celebrities, influencers and authors 17 random questions you never knew you wanted the answers to. Can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Dallas Campbell and uh, I'm probably best known as being a television presenter and I present programs about science and engineering and technology and and history and that kind of thing. Uh, And I also write, I wrote a book last year on the history of space flight. What's the wisest thing you have ever heard someone say? Oh, that's a a tricky one. I I keep getting little um, nuggets of wisdom. My sort of go-to response to something like that is Werner Herzog, of course, you know, the great German film director and his sort of 10 points his rules for life forgiveness is always easier to get than permission which i think is very wise never never ask never ask permission to do something because they'll probably say no just do it and then if they didn't want you to do it say oh, i'm really sorry so that's always very good forgiveness not permission um actually probably actually from a personal point of view i used to have this school friend and a close friend at school actually and i remember his dad coming up to me once in the holidays like with, a, with a degree of urgency that I didn't quite understand. I must have been about 14 or 15 at the time. And he said, Dallas. And I said, yes. He said, listen to me. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just do it. Don't wait for anything. If there's something you want to do, just do it. And kind of wandered off. And I remember feeling odd about it because it was completely out of context. I'm like, why the hell is it... Why? I mean, I knew him because he was my friend's dad, but I'm, I was confused about why he wanted to tell me this now and why he said it with so urgency without any explanation. And he was dead two weeks later. He was he, he died. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's why he wanted to tell me that. Um, he didn't tell me that he was ill or anything. I didn't really know the circumstances of his death even, but I remember that being quite a wise thing. So I passed that on to the listeners. Hopefully I'm not going to peg it anytime soon but yeah don't wait be be the be in control of your own destiny what's the title of this current chapter in your life current chapter of my life oh that's a good that's a good question um intermission is that a bit ambiguous just i don't know yeah well it's funny actually i had a really old friend came by the other day really old friend from when i was 18 we used to we kind of had we sort of went out sort of ran briefly for a little bit she came over the other day and we were sort of chatting about things I haven't seen her for a while and I suddenly remembered that when we were 18 I had a copy of the House Martins album 
on vinyl, obviously, because I was 18. This was in the 80s. And she wrote a sort of a little message in, in, the, in the sleeve of the album because it was a song we both really loved. And I remember she wrote, uh, here's to whatever, a new chapter begins. And I remember at that time when we were talking about it, we were sort of dividing that into chapters. And it was just after we'd left school. And that was a very clear end of a chapter. I remember that being with her and writing this in my little album. But we didn't give it a name. Oh, the song was He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, cover by the House Martins. So I guess we'll call that chapter that, that one when I was 18. That was the end of a chapter, school. So, yeah, this is sort of, yeah, intermission really, sort of just the curtains just pausing and then a, a new act will begin shortly while people get their drinks and an ice cream. What personal trait has landed you in the most trouble? Uh, trying to please too many people most of the time, Trying to, um, being a people pleaser, because actually not having the courage of your convictions or not having the bravery to say this is what I think or this is what I want to do and rather take the easy default option of just trying to keep everyone happy leaves you kind of treading water in life. What was the last photo you took? I'll tell you. I'm going to reach for my phone and have a look. Oh God, what happens if it's something filthy? It's not filthy. I'll never do that. And the last thing I took a picture of just across the road from where we're doing this podcast, there is a, an artist who makes these um, automated machines. So you know, a bit like Zoltan and Big, the Tom Hanks film, Big, those sorts of machines you put a coin in and it would do something. Just across the road, uh, he's got some brilliant ones that he's made. And there's one about, one that's called the Small Hadron Collider. And they're beautifully made, these wonderful cabinets. Um, Quantum physics for beginners. Discovery, micro back holes with Hawking radiation. So really bonkers one. There's one about an alien probe. There's one called How to Get Divorced. And it's got these two sort of wooden figurines fighting over a house. And you put a coin in and uh, watch the fun commence. So I took some pictures of those because they were rather beautiful. There's one, oh, this is a nice one. It's called Is It Art? And it's got a picture of a, of a I'll show you, but my listeners won't be able to. I'll try and describe it. A kind of pale, all white, faceless, kind of bureaucratic looking figure sitting behind a desk. And you put your coin in and he tells you whether it's art or not. I like that. Someone's got very good imagination and a very good visual eye. Uh, before that, I took a picture of my tent that I pitched in my garden because I was disappointed this year that I'm not going camping. I felt a bit sad about that. And I'm luckily, to, I live in a, a building that has a big communal lawn. So I got my tent out and pitched it just to feel like I was communing with nature before a man in a high-vis jacket told me to take it down. What does love feel like? Oh, yeah, love's great. It's um, Love is... It's all-consuming, it's distracting, it's visceral, it has physiological components of... It, yeah, it's, it's, ter- it's brilliant and terrifying and terrible all at, all at the same time because it can... It, yeah, it sort of takes over everything. It takes over all rational sense and you, and you feel it and there's nothing you can do. It tends to pass quite quickly. I had a friend actually gave me a bit of advice. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I recommended it to someone the other day. Um, if you're kind of utterly heartbroken, you're totally in love and it ends, six weeks is how long it takes to get over it. So you just have to wait it out. It's a, so six weeks. So I tried it with someone the other And she said, yeah, absolutely. Literally on the day of the six week, I felt fine again. So even though it feels like your life is going to end and that's it and there's no point in going on anymore, just give it a couple of weeks, six weeks, and you'll be fine. But yeah, but no, love's an interesting thing. It comes and it goes and it's um, everyone should experience it in life. Most people do. But it can be destructive as well. It can drive you crazy. 
can make you mad, it can make you see things that aren't there, it can make you paranoid. So it's, it swings in roundabouts. But it is pretty fun. When people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? Um, two things. People generally come to me for help for uh, how do I get on television? I get quite a bit of that, to which the answer is I have no idea. There is no rule. There is no... You have to just make it up yourself. Don't wait. No one's going to... Don't wait, you see. Don't, no one's going to come to you with a job and say, oh, we're going to put you on television. You've got to invent it yourself and, and then television will find you. Don't go looking for television. So that's that a bit of advice sorted. Um, sometimes, actually, quite a few of my female friends recently, uh, disastrous relationship kind of advice, of which, again, I have no... Nothing, nothing to nothing to add that people don't already know. So um, those those are the two bits of advice I get asked. What about the opposite sex confuses you the most? What about the opposite sex confuses me the most? What so biologically? I, nothing. Well, nothing really. Could I mean? I'm. I don't. Probably my own sex rather than the opposite sex. I find odd. Uh, I generally um, enjoy. This is a generalisation, of course, uh, but I, I've probably got more female friends than male friends, and I, I generally enjoy female company better than male company, with obvious exceptions. So I don't think I've ever found the opposite sex confusing. Uh, I mean, it, obviously, in sort of situations where I've been in relationships and things have happened, and I'm like, what? Obviously, things like the thermostat in the living room. <laughs> I think there's a biological evolutionary reason why women feel cold more than men. I don't know, you know, boring kind of stuff. But it's not that confusing. I certainly don't find the opposite sex confusing as a, as a going concern. What TV show is your guilty pleasure? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, recently I, I, I like watching news and current affairs just because I'm quite engrossed in the current uh, existential crisis in which we find ourselves politically so i've been watching Newsnight a lot and andrew marr and these kind of bit the bbc polit politics output i find myself drawn to uh, a lot i still go through phases of falling in love with tv shows and um i don't really haven't really kind of got into the full i just binging on box sets i find the whole notion of binging any kind of binging whether it's food or anything this constant gratification of i must have everything now rather distasteful so i don't do the whole binging things i've been sort of slowly uh, going through um killing eve which i'm enjoying a lot but I, I only watch one i limit myself to kind of one a day or one a week it's about self-control i don't know i'm a kind of fan of that this whole binge which has sort of come into the vernacular of oh you must binge watch everything now i quite like the old days this is me sounding like an old fart but i quite like the old days where you didn't have everything on demand and so you had to wait but like christmas you know you, you waited and it would come and it'd be fun and suddenly when everything's there all the time it, you you lose a sense of the funness of it because it's just there and you can have it whenever you want it's a bit like people who celebrate oh i want christmas every day well if you have it every day then it ceases to become in any way special and i think likewise with tv and, and art the, the, the skill of the of the channel controller, if you like, in the old days before we had, you know, before we had the internet, you know, you'd tune in on a particular day to watch a particular program and you'd look forward to it and it would be fun. But that's all gone now because, and what's happened is people only watch their little niche things that they like to watch. 
In the old days, you might watch, say, BBC One, and there'd be a programme, current affairs programme, followed by a documentary about beekeeping, or whatever it would be, and you'd kind of have to watch it, and you'd learn something, but no one, everyone is just isolating themselves into their own little niches, which I think is a shame. It's nice to have a little bit of, you know, a bit of anticipation, a bit of excitement, a bit of not knowing, a bit of uncertainty. There you go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't wait. Get on with it. God's sake, stop faffing about. Describe your perfect holiday. Where are we in the world and what are we doing? Well... You know, these are one of these questions a bit like, what's your favourite colour or what's your favourite food? They're kind of meaningless questions because perfect holiday or perfect anything is entirely dependent on who you're with and the circumstances rather than... So I don't have a favourite place or, you know, I don't have... I don't I'm not. I don't sort of look through travel brochures or anything. I don't think I've ever been on... I've certainly, as an adult, I've never been on holiday. I've never kind of gone into a holiday shop and bought a holiday. You know, I've gone to see people or bought a ticket here and kind of made it up as I've gone along and some of the favorite I guess in non-work times some of my favorite things haven't necessarily been about the place but about who I've with who I'm with I remember having a really really good holiday once in the Walmart car park um, it only lasted for about an hour the holiday but it was uh, me and a bunch of friends just goofing around in a Walmart car park doing donuts in a car when I was 18. That was fun. <laughs> so, you know, so from Walmart car park 
I would choose with a group of great friends um, to a holiday in the Seychelles with someone I don't particularly want to be with at any time. I have to say, though, I'm terrible at being on my own. I, I realised there's some people I was t- talking to someone yesterday and they booked a holiday on their own. And I found that very odd. I couldn't imagine going somewhere and not sharing the going somewhere with someone. So, yes, so my ideal holiday is the person I want to be with at that particular moment, personal persons. And that, of course, varies hugely from moment to moment. If you were a potato, what sort would you be? If I was some kind of potato, well, I like potatoes. My temptation is to say mashed potatoes because they're damaged by definition destroyed crushed by life so maybe that when i'm in a darker mood um you know what i had made the other day god it was good i made potatoes potato dauphinoise which is the best thing ever now here's the secret i can't i think it was maybe uh who's that wonderful chef god what's his name he wrote toast you know nigel slater i think i think it was nigel slater um very sort of I don't bother peeling the potatoes when I make dough well, so here's my recipe. Just get your potato, sort of pound coin thinness slices, that's the kind of slice, so it can be quite rough. So butter your pat dish that you're going to roast in. You've got to use all double cream, no half and half, double cream, layers of very thinly sliced onion in it as well, and anchovies, that's the key anchovies get a couple of tins of anchovies bit of the oil lay them in and let that saltiness of the anchovy will melt into the potatoes and cook them for longer than you think like a good hour until it's sort of sort of brown and crusty and bubbling and i i i I you not you will thank me so i like to be those because i like to be the gold standard and that is the gold standard potato close your eyes and describe a scene of tranquility i'm up on the Outer Hebrides in Scotland. Uh, Harris. I love Scotland. I grew up there on the West Coast, particularly the Outer Hebrides. I adore. I like it's It's empty. There's not too many people. The pace of life is slow. It's stunning. They have weather of various kinds, which I like. It's rugged. It's desolate. It's beautiful what's something people don't know about you there's a lot that people don't know about me in fact 99.9999 percent you know you're on television you write stuff so you give it you give a little bit of yourself out but it's quite a managed bit of yourself so there's you know a controlled bit of yourself i'm quite good at magic when i first moved to london when i was 20 21 sort of left university I had n- I, I sort of I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do I wanted to be an actor but that was hard so it was kind of what do I do to earn money and I thought well I could work in restaurants which I did for a bit I worked in restaurants and did all that kind of stuff aged 19, 20 and then I remember just around the corner from here actually near where we are and at top of Leather Lane there's a magic shop called International Magic and it looked really good from the outside a bit like that shop I was just talking about with the automated machines all kinds of exciting things in the window that looked really interesting and um, it was right at the time where David Blaine, do you remember David Blaine did street magic? It had just come out. I remember he did this thing called the levitation. I remember thinking to myself, whatever happens in life, whatever happens, if you can levitate, that's everything will be okay. So I went into that shop and it was a guy called Jerry Sadowitz was working there. He was a comedian, Scottish comedian and magician who I always used to love. And I said, right, I want to learn magic. He said, right, here we go. And he gave me a book, he said, off you go. 
And I kind of thought, well, learning magic, it's either learning magic or doing a plumbing course or something. I thought magic was up my street. So I taught myself magic and then worked as a close-up ma- magician for a bit. So there you go. No, not many people know that. What's something you think every person should experience in their lifetime? I think everyone should experience the uh, recent BFI um, Werner Herzog box set DVD. I think everyone should sit and just watch kind of five Herzog films. Not necessarily back to back as we've discussed, but <laughs> I'm a great fan of I'm a great fan of Herzog. He's he's the master of um, of, of great films that are both funny, poignant. Um, don't take them too seriously and yet touch things that are very deep. Do you have any pet peeves? The list of pet peeves is endless. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking? Oh, hipsters, hipster food menus. and Actually, you know, this is me being an old fart again. I've noticed the proliferation of, 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 sort of 1980s, 1990s old ratty Peugeot racing bikes around this particular area and what's happened is everyone's oh yeah i don't i just want an old bike this kind of people fixate on on the in 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 their obsession to try and not follow trends everyone looks exactly the same that i say that as someone who lives in a pretty hipster area just it drives me around the bend so that and lots of other things this kind of constant fear of accountability that we all have in society now that leads to things like everything you have to do you have to have a feedback form and the, tr- the constant feedback formism that we see everywhere only ever leads to people telling you what they already know, which means no one ever does anything out of the ordinary. It means all of culture just regresses into this mean of mediocrity. So feedback forms, people passing the buck, saying, oh, I've just got to, oh, I've just got to do it. Why? Well, it's just the way it is. Mm. So fear of, um, that sort of fear of, accountability that is, is becoming increasingly prevalent throughout all areas of society what are you working on at the moment i'm working on um, trying to not do anything for a, a week i've had a really busy year which sounds oh, i've had a really busy year actually i'm really busy um i've had a really busy year and i'm knackered actually and i'm i'm, I'm going to take this month august this is um, we're talking in august i'm going to try and take the month off and try and not worry about work money life stuff and actually just see what happens it's been a long time since i've actually not been thinking about what's next and that's the part of the problem well not problem but part of the thing about being freelance and and, you know doing your own thing is that you're constantly worrying about well what happens next and one thing finishes and um you know last year i wrote a book and that was all consuming and then you know the day I finished everyone's like oh, what are you doing next I'm like god let me have, let me just enjoy the moment of having completed something um, uh, I've been doing a series for Nat Geo which I enjoy a lot we've just finished that I'm going to go on holiday with my kids so that's what's next thank you for listening to 17 questions with me Dallas Campbell Thank you for listening to 17 Questions. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, share and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions you'd love to hear our guests answer, tweet us or drop us a message. It's at 17 Questions across all socials. And we'll see you next week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.